welcome to a very special episode of A Skin Depth Convo. I'm Anna Kagadikis. Now, as many of you have discovered, the beauty industry has become one of the hardest hit industries during the COVID-19 pandemic. The bottom line is you need to protect yourself and your company during these unprecedented times. And there is help, whether it's financially or just trying to work out the confusing and overwhelming information out there as part of our country is preparing to go back to the workplace and others still must keep their doors closed. We're hoping today to answer your questions and provide you with some resources to help you during these tough times. And joining us as part of our expert host is Metaxi Delikas and Francine Kagadikis, part of the founders of Lyric Clinical. But we're also bringing the rest of the gang aboard. We're bringing also the other Lyric founders, Anna Constantine and Brenda Cumming. Thank you guys for joining us, but also a big, big thank you to a special, special guest joining us. It gives me great pleasure to introduce someone who will shed some light during this really dark time right now. Tracy Donnelly, the Executive Director of Associated Skincare Professionals. Tracy, thank you so, so much for joining us. Let's first talk off right off the bat. What is the ASCP and how are you helping skincare professionals? Yes, thank you so much for having me. And hi, everybody. It's great to see all your beautiful faces. Um, yes, yeah, so Associated Skincare Professionals, we are an association that is a national one and we uh, our members are all licensed estheticians. One of the member benefits that they get from us is liability insurance, but we also support them with things like education, marketing materials. We are just out there supporting all those licensed estheticians out there. Tracy, what does it mean to be a member? Well, I think, you know, in my mind, being a member of an association really highlights you as a true professional, right? You're really seeing the value of belonging to a professional association, as well as you're protecting yourself, your career, and your clients by making sure that you do have professional liability insurance. Okay. Now, Tracy, in times like this, how does professional liability insurance actually work? When can professionals return to seeing clients and actually be covered by liability insurance? Yeah, that's a great question. And thanks for asking that. It's very important that you do not practice actual seeing clients face to face when you are currently under a stay at home order. So if your government, local government, um, state government, city or county government has said it is not okay for you to practice yet, then you would not be covered if something were to happen. Now you would be covered if you are doing virtual skin consultations through our product liability insurance, as well as um, selling retail products to your clients while you're at home. So one of the things we need to ask, I think, is we're hearing a lot of the different regulations that are out there. How does an esthetician do a facial or a peel with a mask on. <laughs> that's, that's the trick, right? Um, unfortunately, you can't. So that means that you shouldn't be doing those types of procedures or treatments right now. If your state has said that you must be wearing a mask and the person that you are working with must be wearing a mask too, you can't do a facial. So unless you want to do a one-third facial, maybe just your <laughs> forehead. So you'll have to look at doing other services. So like brow waxing or brow yep. tinting or something like that. Yeah, or lash extensions. Um, so, you know, you got to get creative or maybe it's doing waxing, leg waxing and things of that nature. Tracy, what do you think? I mean, what is your personal thought as far as our industry? I mean, how many of these institutions can survive this? It just seems that it's, I mean, the majority of their work is working on, on the face. 
Well, Metaxia, you're going to make me cry asking that question. It's one of the things that I think is really challenging right now. It's keeping me up at night. They can survive this, but we have to pivot, right? We have to figure out ways right now where you can still earn an income. A lot of the estheticians that I've been talking to have been doing those virtual consultations and really boning up on their retail sales, right? Because if they can't touch their clients, then they need to be instructing their clients how to do really great at-home care. And honestly, you know, the services that they're providing should always be accompanied with great at-home care anyhow. I think we just are going to have to pivot. And even the states that are, and this is just in my opinion, um, even the states that are lifting the stay-at-home orders and maybe have different protocols as to how the estheticians can practice, I think that there's going to be more waves of this. There'll probably be another wave of stay-at-home orders. So we're not out of the woods yet. We're not going to be out of the woods until we have a vaccine. It's just really hard because um, a lot of our partners in this have really worked hard to build a clientele and worked hard. And it just seems so, so difficult. It's difficult times right now. It's difficult for the clients too. You know, yeah. we're hearing from not only the estheticians, but the clients too. And, and, you know, even myself being a client, I'm really struggling not having, you know, the relationships that you have with your esthetician and any of your beauty and wellness practitioners out there. It's a special one that you can't, you can't get anywhere else. So having that human touch is so important. And that advice, all the advice from the professional, they need to keep up with everything that they're doing. They've made such great a correction on the skin. We need to maintain it. So they need to be together. Client and professionals need to be together right now. Yeah, those personal those personal relationships are key. What's some advice you have for people to communicate, to keep that communication, keep those relationships with their customers? Well, those the communications are definitely the most important thing right now. Not only for just keeping that relationship there, but now it's going to be even more important because as the states do open up, you're going to be wanting to communicate before a client would come into your space exactly what they should expect and what you expect of them. That might be things like, we, we don't want you to be in our waiting room. We need you to wait in your vehicle until it's your time. Or we are asking for you to prepay, you know, online before you come in for your appointments. You know, there's just so many things that you need to really be communicating. And I think you can't over communicate. And I think the tone that you need to make sure you're having is one of honesty, authentic, and just being very specific, you know, very, very professional in your communications. You know, a great resource that you have on your website is the back to practice guide, which lays out very detailed sanitation guidelines, protocols, and practices as you prepare your treatment room or office. What are some tips that are included in that guide? Yeah, well, I think, you know, we've created even some verbiage and some ideas of how you can share these um, back to practice things with either if you have a small staff or if, you are communicating to your clients. So definitely check that out. Um, we're going to, and it's recommended protocols basically as it relates to sanitation and cleaning um, and disinfecting. Of course, you should always make sure that you are looking to your state board or, or government to see what they expect. This is just with looking, um, we had a big, huge team of researchers and editors taking a look at all the 
information out there and that's how they put this together. And I think one of the nice things is too, is you'll be able to, once you go in there and it's for anybody, you don't have to be a member. So it's anybody who is listening. You'll see all the different resources where they created all these different protocols from. And that will probably make the client feel a little more comfortable knowing that there are guidelines and the professionals doing everything they can to protect them and to protect themselves at the same time. Well, I'm happy you brought that up too, because spoiler alert, um, we're actually working on like the next level for everybody out there. So it's going to be all kinds of different signage. So things of like this room has been sanitized. It's a little table tent, it's door hangers, little signage for like if they have a, a station where they're taking people's temperatures before they come in, their signage for that. We're trying to create everything so that it's totally turnkey and you can just print these things out and be ready to go. Tracy, is there a Corvid 19 intake form that you recommend? Yeah, we just created it. We're, we're calling this one more of a rider. So you would accompany your normal health intake form with this. It's a rider, it's an intake form, and it's also a waiver. I think it's really important. We've, we've run it by all the right people. We've had our insurance company look at it. We've had our legal team look at it. So I think it's a great form and I would definitely encourage people to use it. And does the um, ASCP cover the esthetician or the client if somebody contracts COVID-19? Oh my gosh, that is literally, isn't that the most burning question out there right now? Unfortunately, we have always had in our exclusion policy, it's number 39 in the exclusion. So any estheticians who want to check it out can check it out. We do not cover communicable diseases. I don't know any of any insurance professional liability company that does. We've even gone to our our insurance partner and said, hey, what about a rider or something like that on there? And that is just not something that they want to go there. There may be some companies out there who are saying, yeah, sure we do. And if it happens, just submit your information and we'll, we'll take a look at it. But I have to even tell you, I'm getting ready on Sunday to interview a very brilliant epidemiologist who actually was even um, a public health investigator for um, contagious diseases. And she was even saying, I mean, the, it's so difficult to do tracing and things of that nature. So it would be a pretty difficult claim. I was just going to say from my experience, our medical malpractice will not insure us for that as well. Please. Try to prove that I contracted COVID-19 from you or you contracted it from me right? So all we have to do is just be very conscientious about practicing universal health precautions. To piggyback on what you're saying, Brenda, don't get a a sense of security just because of the fact that you're asking your clients to sign a waiver. Well, those waivers are going to do what? Right. And that's what we know. Practice insurance won't even give us one. So we're pre-screening. And if I have patients that are uncomfortable, then they can postpone their appointment to later this summer. And that trickle-down effect will be very interesting as well, financially. But yeah, I I can't get a waiver from my malpractice. I'm on nursing uh, boards and am spa. There's, There's nothing. This is so want, new, they I weren't prepared. to feel safe, though. You know, if they're comfortable, we're doing everything here we can, you know, then they're comfortable coming in, then, then we'll see them. Cancellation not have to be important, too, at this point, right? You know, I'm, I, we talked about that this morning, actually, and I'm not because we're coming out with our letter today about, you know, your wait, the waiting room is now your car. 
Uh, we'll check you out in the room. We're doing electronic medical record. I mean, it's been quite the process. Some of it I needed to do anyway, but I'm going to be a little lenient on that cancellation policy. I'm not going to be very hardcore on it. The rug has been pulled out from all of us and everybody's life is completely upside down. So I'm not going to be uh, ruthless because you canceled on me under 24 hours. I understand. I don't even know how long a normal appointment's going to take anymore. Well, yeah. I'm happy that ASCP came up with the guidelines. I think those are very important right now. We have a start, as Brenda's saying. Yep. You know, we're in the dark here. We're not sure where we're going, but we have <clears> to go. We can't just sit around. So this is what we're all trying to do at this point. So the guidelines became very, very important. Um, Anna, I think you were talking about what did they need, a face mask, and what else did they need? Well, one of the things that you're going to need also is shirts, right? Like, yes. you have to change your shirts and everything. How does that work, actually, Tracy? Because, I mean, does that mean, say, I don't know what the average, what's the average amount of clients you might normally see that's probably going to be cut in half now with preparation? We're making sure that's that right. the workplace is clean and everything. So, what does that mean for changing in between patients? Do you need to have like a ton of shirts with you? Is there something else you can do? Yeah, how do they afford it? Oh, yes. Um, that's the big question at the end of the day, because you're hearing about restaurants trying to, uh, that are not able to open again because they have to redesign their entire facility, their entire restaurant. What does this mean now also for estheticians when it comes to being able to afford everything when they haven't been working all this time? I think that's the biggest question is that, you know, I've been asking quite a few estheticians, like, do you feel that you're going to have to change the prices of your services? Are you going to have to increase them? You know, some people are increasing them. Some people are keeping them the same. Some people want to be transparent. And so maybe they are saying, hey, going forward, you're going to have a $15 PPE charge for each one of the services that you do. So there's wow. that. I think also too, you know, there is going to be more demand for PPE because some of the um, different establishments are going to be offering free masks, right? When they, when their clients come in the door. So that's more PPE. They may want to consider wearing face shields because of the close proximity that they're working with their clients. And then to your point, we are recommending that they're changing their scrubs. So maybe it's a scrub top that they're wearing that goes right into the package when you're breaking down the room. So when you are stripping down the bed, you're going to strip down yourself, your shirt, and put that in that package that you're wrapping up. And then it needs to go into a bin that has a cover on it. So there's lots of these little details. The other thing is too, some people are saying, hey, I don't want you to bring anything personal besides yourself into the treatment room. So that may mean leaving their shoes outside the treatment room and giving them booties. Or this could mean that they don't, they're not allowed to bring their purse at all in the suite. Or maybe that goes into a plastic bin, any of their personal items and stored in a different place. There's just so many, so many details. And I think, you know, with people right now aren't open yet for business because their state hasn't opened, go into your treatment room, actually go there and walk through that process and look at every single thing. Anything that's a knickknack paddywhack, get it out of there because you don't want to have to spend time cleaning it if it's not a necessity. So it's all those types of things. Probably have lockers too. So you put the lockers for their shoes and their purses and that way they feel more comfortable knowing that all those items are not in the room. Yeah. It's interesting because we have a wide range 
of guidelines with different states. They're in different phases right now, whether or not certain ones are opening. First off, where do people get all this information? Do you have any resource where we can get information on what you can and can't do as an esthetician or skincare professional? And how do you manage all these different guidelines? That is a great question too. Um, right now, if you do log on to the site, anybody can see all the different orders of who's open and who's not. Um, we are going to start compiling, our government relations team is going to start compiling lists by states because it does vary, right? Like Colorado, Dora, for instance, is doing things differently than maybe Texas is and so forth. There's not anything, that's the one thing that's hard about aesthetics across the board is there's nothing that's like streamlined across all the different states. There is, at least in the massage world, um, where it's more streamlined across states. We're trying to get all that information and we'll be sending out notifications as soon as we have something like that, that slide. But I would just say, just make it a habit to go to the ASCP, ASCPSkincare.com homepage. That's for anybody. You don't have to be a member and you're going to always get up-to-date information on anything COVID-19. And before we continue on, I do want to mention that there is a special ASCP membership discount that's offered on behalf of Lyra. So Lyra clients and employees only can get this. Uh, it's ASCPSkincare.com slash Lyra and it's at $50 off, right? Yeah. And that is a very rare uh, discount. We don't do that very often at all. So, and that's special for our good friends and colleagues at Lyra Skincare. So. Thank you. I'll take advantage of that right now. How, how difficult has this been also with the government kind of lumping all beauty services together? It's a nightmare beyond nightmare. The hardest thing is, um, you know, we've got a beautiful team of, um, we call it our membership team, and they're basically customer service and they get on the upwards of 300 to 400 calls a day. Um, and this is just asking these types of questions. We're trying really hard to put as much communication out there and to provide clarity. Um, that's the other thing I would say is that, you know, when you are very confused and don't know how to read all the information that's out there, whether you should be looking at your county or your state or your city or, and how that differs, call us. We'll help you in any single way that we can. Um, it's challenging. I mean, just even here in Colorado with them opening up salons, right? Well, a salon could have a suite in there for people doing waxing and facials. It gets, gets messy. It's hard. Tracy, looking a little bit to the future, what is your thought about the trade show? Like Vegas, for example. I know people are preparing and thinking about it. What is your thought? Yeah, I'm, it's hard. I mean, I have to tell you personally, I'm missing those trade shows quite a bit. It's a wonderful time to get out there and really get to see all the different estheticians and chat with them. You know, speaking with IECSC just recently, you know, they've canceled the Las Vegas show. They it's have it show? as of yesterday. Okay. A mm -hmm. lot of times I think what you might see is late cancels. Um, just because they're doing that as it relates to the contract. So a lot of times they can't get out of them until it's official, like a certain time period, showing that the state is still shut down so that they don't lose hundreds of thousands of dollars. I think, you know, we are doing more virtual things. We typically have a skincare school forum, which we love so much where all the skincare schools come into Colorado and we meet and have two days. We've had to cancel that as well and put that online. We also have Reader's Choice that we were going to do at the IECSC show in Las Vegas. And that is um, now going to be a virtual award show. So everyone's getting creative out there and those internet companies are 
very valuable right now. <laughs> yes, they are. Virtual training is the way to go. Tracy, how do you feel about the just how important the retail market is now? I, I can't emphasize it enough, the importance of retail and professional retail and, and staying in front of your clients with professional retail because right now they may be getting desperate. You know, they may be taking things into their own hands. And so I think that's where that communication is so key to, I mean, their skin could be changing dramatically right now. I'm sure you guys all know this because of all the additional stress or the environment that they're currently in all the time. So where their skin could have been a certain way before all this happened, it could be dramatically different now. I mean, I know my diet is way different. I'm eating chocolate and carbs. I don't even know if I've had a vegetable in like weeks. Comfort so, food. Good old yeah. comfort food. <laughs> I know. I'm like packing on the pounds to make me safe, I guess. I don't know. But I think it's just really important. And I think to stay afloat, like I said before, it's just we're going to have to make sure that retail sales is just a really big deal. It's a big, big deal. So we are looking every day. There's something new. Every week, there's something new. I see we have to stay tuned. Yes. And I think everyone can probably relate to this. Every week feels like a month. Mm -hmm. um, when I look back, it feels like I've been here for a year, but just know that at ASCP, we are here to support you, the product manufacturers, and we are here to support the estheticians in any way possible. And, and anybody can reach out to us and me personally at any time and even just say, hey, I don't know where to go for this, or I need help with this, or do you have ideas on this? Because I want to hear from you guys. I want to know what is on your mind. And we're going to create those resources any way we can. Okay, there's two questions. The first one is on liability. When we advise our estheticians to do home kits, and they sell home kits with these little mini peels or stuff, what's the issue if somebody has a breakout or liability on that? How does that work? I love, love, love that you asked that question. So if you are insured with ASCP, that means you also have product liability insurance right. as well as general liability insurance. So it's, if someone has an issue and a reaction or something along those lines, you would be covered. Okay. So, so make sure that you are maintaining your insurance. The thing that I do want to just underline though, as people are getting creative out there, if you are advising anybody outside of your state, like doing a skin consultation or selling them products outside your state, and you are not licensed in that state that they're in, you will not be covered. So Good. if you're licensed in, Dem in Colorado, but you are doing a skin consultation for someone in New Mexico, you will not be covered. Okay. Good. And also you need to follow the manufacturer's guidelines. Am I correct? Yes. And on that same note, some of the hairstylists especially have been getting very creative and wanting to sell for professional use only products. So they're back bar products, meaning like hair dye and putting little kits together. If it is for professional use only, meaning for a licensed esthetician or a licensed hairstylist, you cannot sell those products to your clients. You must only sell the retail versions. Okay, well, Tracy, a lot of great information. I know you have to go. I know you're fielding tons and tons of phone calls right now and trying to stay up to date on all the many rules and regulations out there. We really appreciate everything. Um, again, before we go, though, one more time, Sunday, you have, where can people listen to the interview with the epidemiologist? Oh, um, well, that is, I'm recording it on Sunday. So hopefully by the end of next week, 
you'll be able to check it out. We haven't officially launched it yet, but it's our, our new podcast channel is called ASCP SD Talk Back to Business. We'll also have another one called ASCP SD Talk The Ingredients Deck. I think our ingredients decked out. Look for ASCP SD Talk on all the places that you can um, download podcasts because that's where we'll be. Perfect. And then again, also, if anybody is interested in getting that special ASCP membership discount, again, go to ASCPSkincare.com slash Lyra. So very excited about that partnership moving forward. And also moving forward, we'll see how everybody's adapting to this whole new world right now that we're in, especially the skincare industry. But Tracy, thank you so much. I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. Thank you guys. It was wonderful to see you all. I hope to speak to you thank soon. You. It'll be great. Thank, thank you. Tracy. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Tracy. And we'll react to Tracy's interview right after this word from Lyra Clinical. Lyra Clinical takes today's skincare to the next level. Using cutting edge technology and the best high quality ingredients, Lyra gives you brighter, healthier, younger looking skin. With award winning products, advanced education, and innovative skincare philosophies, Lyra Clinical is redefining aesthetics and offering superior products and treatments that produce remarkable results. It's beauty from the inside out. Be bright, be beautiful, Lyra Clinical. All right, that was a great interview with Tracy. A lot of great information in there. First off, all of you have been in this industry for years, so what's your initial take? I don't know. It almost begs the question of why going back? If you're a small business owner and a solo Westie with, yes, you can open, but all these restrictions, it would make one pause if it's even worth financially to reopen. And, oh, I have to change my shirt after every patient. And I was seeing 10 patients a day and I'm only seeing five. What is my cost? What is it costing me in the treatment room? And not only physical, but mental distress. So it make it would make you really think hard about even going back to work, right? I think we have to I'm going ahead. back to work. I have hundreds of thousands of dollars invested into my place. I have to, but it's definitely going to be a financial impact because we can't see, we have to stack our shifts. We can't, you know, we can hardly have anybody in here at the same time. Our treatments are going to be less. Right now, they have to wear a mask the whole time. So that changes that. My input on Brenda's comment is really, I think, important too. You finally decide to go back in with all the costs and all the restrictions. But what if it comes back out again in the fall and there's a threat and a shutdown again? There's so much a person can do. And that's what's scary about it. But Brenda says, it's not 10,000, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's people's livelihoods. And even that lady in Texas, it's on the news. I mean, it, it's, it's not just a one person, it's a whole industry. It's many factors and that's affecting us all. I even think just having the masks on there too. I mean, when you do these appointments and you, you have a connection with your esthetician and the client, and having to come in with a mask, and then if they're wearing a shield, I think it takes that relationship and that just comfort of that relationship you have from your professional. I think it takes yeah. it away. You can't even touch anybody anymore. Can't even hug anybody. We're a touchy industry, right? Yeah. We're therapists in here half the time. Okay. So true. I think we have to adapt. I think we can say all the problems. We can see the issues. And when it comes down to the bottom line, if we don't adapt and if we don't deal with our customers on a personal level to keep them, and if we don't send them retail products, we're going to have an issue. We have to adapt during this time. If we're going to open, semi-open, we work that way. Yeah. Do I want to hug them? Of course we do. We give them our elbow. We Zoom. 
But if we don't adapt, we're not going to get through this. So this industry is very important. We have to make it important. So we make sure that we're out there and continue to work. It is very important for this industry to adapt because you're right. It's, it's survival at this point because this is their livelihood. And this is what they need in order to pay the bills to feed their families. So we have to adapt. Some people, there's no choice. You're going to have to figure out a way around it. And that's the point right now that we're trying to make. What are ways that people can adapt? Because I know, Anna, you talked about relationships and the importance of relationships. Maybe it's like, for me, I've told you guys this before. I have very dry skin. If I go to an esthetician who I've gone to for years, can I still have those one-on-one consultations via Zoom, via FaceTime, whatever it is. So that way I can say, hey, what can I do? They know me. They know my skin. They know uh, what works, what doesn't work. Those things I think are important. But what else do you think is important? I think having that conversation like Zoom, I think is very helpful. Um, Connecting with your esthetician. I mean, maybe you're not going to go in as many times, but doing maintenance with skincare, doing the home care, and then getting a chance to get in there and see them. I think it's important. And I also agree with Francine. I think these are the new, the new norm. So I think we have to find a way how to make it work. And if we find a way how to make it work, doing Zoom, selling retail and being creative, we can get through this. I was just going to say, Lyra has done quite a few things. Anna could even talk about the supply chain that we've been dealing with all this time. Just even with products and people trying to get it, the lead time and stuff is taking longer, even with shipping. So there, it is a longer process, I want to say. So just the turnaround time's a lot longer. Well, what changes has Lyra made in their offices and in, you know, sending out products? What changes has the company made during the COVID-19 pandemic? So our changes like employees and stuff, like when people come in, come in from one location, we have a hand sanitizer station. We have a thermometer here. So we check them in the morning. We have gloves. We offer gloves. And we also provide these lovely masks um, that they wear throughout the day. And they also, if they want to carry their own masks, they put these on top. We have signs for social distancing up. And um, we also have in the back a little station for hand sanitizers too. So that's available as well. Wiping stations down, wiping the tables down where the packages are. Um, when FedEx comes in or UPS comes in, we have the product that they pick up outside. So they pick it up. They're wearing their masks and they're wearing gloves. So I think everybody's working as a team, but for sure, just following the guidelines of social distancing and just wearing your mask. Well, we have also in education and in marketing, we're dealing with a little more of for their clients to sell retail. It's very important for them to be able to explain to a client how to do retail and how to explain how a product works. So we're focusing more on the professional giving information to their client and making sure that they're staying in contact with each other. We've always focused on that. We've been about that since day one. I think yeah, that's but one we're of the doing more of it we now. Do really well. Well, yeah, because our industry is shut down. Yes. So, what are we what, what are we doing to stay engaged with our uh, customers? Selling retail, promoting selling retail. Yeah, but then also doing the Zoom. We offered all the representatives Zoom go to webinars. I think we're all in communication with all the employees a little bit more. I think it is a hard time for other employees, for the reps, because it's discouraging sometimes when you can't do what you're used to doing. So the adapting to the new norm right now, this temporary new norm is what we're trying to support as a, as a company. And this is not just domestic, this is international. I can tell you international has called our international department, Bryce and Francine, struggling just the same as we here in the United States. Right. 
So I'm going to ask all of you this, Metax, if you could answer first, you know, as a retail company, what's your advice to those estheticians right now? How important is your relationship now with the estheticians? I think the most important thing is for them to have this unique opportunity to be unique as far as an esthetician and giving them the support that they're not getting on Amazon. I think it's unique that they have a product that specializes on ingredients that are, again, customized and formulas that are put together with a lot of love and results based. This connection is really important because you can go on Amazon and get something delivered practically the same day, but it's more than that. It's more than that. You still, you still need the support. You just cannot evaluate someone's skin as, as far as the masses. They need that individual customized program. And I think, you know, Lyra needs to support that and continue to support that as we always have. Professional skincare is a lot more, it's a little more sophisticated. So you do need that professional to guide them because you do need to change up product as the skin changes. So it's very important for that professional to stay in touch with that client. And the client knows too they're professional. So I think just being comfortable, not having to, you know, explain their skin, their professional knows them. They know what, how their skin reacts and they know just their skin type. So I think that's important too. The professional has to take it upon themselves to reach out to their client or their patient because otherwise they're going to go to the store and pick up an OTC product. So they have to take that on. One of the things that we didn't get to talk to Tracy about was uh, there is a concern that I know Brenda, you wanted to address. Well, I don't know if it's a concern, but I'm hearing and seeing people who have practices in my industry writing their own COVID consent forms. So in my mind, those would be completely negated and not even held up in a court of law. So I was just curious to what she would have to say about that. That is something we talked to her about, and I know that they have, I mean, there's certain resources that they have for their back-to-practice resource guide, like correct wording on a few things, so you can get some of that information on the website, so ASCP.com, go check that out, too. They do have some information on how to properly word things like cancellation policies, that's on there, but I'd say definitely the best thing is to contact them directly if you have any questions about that. Now, one of the big products out there that is really one of the hardest things to find is hand sanitizer, but Lyra has an exciting announcement. Yes, we will be launching our hand sanitizer. Um, We're really excited to launch it because I think with everybody using hand sanitizer and I think hand sanitizer, it wasn't designed to use as much as we're using it. And I think what's so unique about our hand sanitizer is that it puts hydration back into the skin so it doesn't make you as dry. And I think that's just an important factor, um, especially with the ingredients and knowing Lyra that we specialize in unique ingredients. The feel is completely different. As Anna is saying, you keep using hand sanitizer, the hands are very dry, the pH is lowered, their hands get chapped after a while. When we were coming out with a hand sanitizer, what could we, what could we do different? Because you're saying everybody's coming out with one, even all the distilleries are coming out with different hand sanitizers. So adding the Mystique oil made a huge difference. Of course, there's some aloe and glycerin, but that Mystica oil made all the difference in the world where you're going to feel it's therapeutic and the hands have like a glove over them. It's very, very nice. Well, it comes from a professional side of it. People are pouring alcohol and thinking that's enough sanitation, but it's more than that. Now you're creating all kinds of cracks in the hands. So it's a therapeutic type of approach, which I think that's what Lyra stands for, Lyra Clinical. We always want that clinical edge on whatever we do. 
I love it. I'm excited personally myself because my hands have just been a mess throughout this whole thing between washing them all the time, hand sanitizer all the time. It's just, it's definitely needed. So very, very excited about this. And uh, if people want more information, they can just go to lyricclinical.com. All the announcements will be out there. Also check out all the social media platforms for Lyric Clinical. You'll find out info there as well. Should One more we item. On our YouTube, we have three different videos on medicinal mastica, so you can understand why we chose mastica in our hand sanitizer. So please visit our YouTube and look under uh, medicinal mastica. A lot of information. That's the big thing about Lyra is Lyra is known for its education and educating estheticians and skincare professionals to really know what they're talking about and really understand why why you have poured so much of your heart and soul into this company because you have the four of you have it is a fantastic company you have fantastic products out there and people are going to learn a lot from you thank you thank you thank you and ladies thank you so much what's the light at the end of the tunnel for all of this you know right now it, it's it's hard what's your message to all the estheticians and skincare professionals all over the United States, all over the world, who are going through different phases, whether or not they're going back to work next week, whether or not they have to wait longer, what's your message to them? It's going to get better. I don't think it can get any worse, right? So it's just going to be better. So be positive, have to be more adaptable to change, which, you know, that's hard for a lot of people. And, you know, every day is a new day. Stay strong. This, this too shall pass. And we need to be together, help each other out during this time. It will be okay. At the end, it will, all will be fine. Same thing. I just think stay strong and there is light at the end of the tunnel and we're going to get through it together. Well, I think all my partners said the same thing. Be strong. We'll get through this. But we at Lyra want to send our love and support for the ones that are suffering. And that's the majority of our accounts. We think about you. We, we wish you the best. Please call our corporate number, your representatives, and understand that Lyra is there for you. And for all that we can do and offer, we're there for you. And if there's anything that you need, please feel free to contact Lyra. And we'll get through this together. We all love you all. We love you. Let's get a heart, everybody. Everybody with a heart. All right. For the Lyra family, our first responders, everyone, stay strong. Stay strong. Stay strong, everyone. We will get through this. And again, just a reminder, thank you again to Tracy Donnelly for joining us. And if you like a special ASCP membership discount that is offered again on behalf of Lyra, go to ASCPSkincare.com slash Lyra, $50 off. Many people can use that right now. So make sure to check that out. And again, if you have any questions, uh, you can email us skindepthconvo at lyraclinical.com. That's skindepthconvo at lyraclinical.com. We're adjusting right now. We're doing the show via Zoom right now. So thank you again to all of you for taking the time out of your day to answer all these questions. And we hope everyone stays safe and stay healthy. We'll talk to you soon. Thank, thank you. you.